0: The following podcast is a Dr. Media production.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth, and my producer, Taylor.
0: I w- I'm hoping one day I'll get a crack and I'll be able to, to do the intro for you, and let me see if I can nail it for one try.
1: You know what I was thinking about one time? I was like, if I really was so sick or something last second, I would really just have Taylor record my intro.
0: I could. I could just say that I'm here. What's the word? I'm standing in, standing in. But what's the other term? Not, not surrogate. I don't think that's the right term either. surrogate
1: you know what that's when you have someone's
0: baby oh yeah definitely not that (laughs) because i I was thinking there's a movie called with bruce willis called surrogates and it's about he's at home and he like connects into this like digital machine and it's like a younger version of him
1: oh
0: that's what was coming to mind when i said that
1: oh gotcha how was your thanksgiving
0: it was good i always like to see family i didn't cook the turkey this time i actually did no cooking which i'm completely fine with but i do like to cook so other than that, everything was good. My sister's, or I guess my brother-in-law's family was in town from Germany, and that was interesting because, or not interesting, that, that makes it sound, whenever someone says interesting, that makes it sound like it's awkward or weird. It wasn't yeah. awkward or weird. I just mean it's always interesting to see them because the the their, the their language barrier and the way that they speak English, it's always fun to be able to interact with them yeah. and, and see them because they're great.
1: Yeah, and they don't normally celebrate Thanksgiving, so it's cool. My cousins like loves Germany too. So Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh, guys, there's a lot going on now that I think about it. Um, so number one, I'm doing Vlogmas. So I'm vlogging slash posting every single day to my channel, youtube.com slash Kinsey Elizabeth. So if you guys want to watch some vlogs, some gift guides, some just fun stuff, um head on over there. Also, it's really interesting to me. Like, I wonder what the crossover is between who listens to this podcast and Watches my videos and then who just you know what I'm saying, just watches videos, just listens to the podcast. That's cool. And also, we have our holiday drop 2.0. It's not really a holiday drop, I guess it's just our second drop of merch. It's only gonna be available for the remainder of this month. So the stuff is really great. If you guys want to pick it up, um, definitely check it out. It's always in the show notes down below. You guys can order it on Amazon, it makes it very easy for Prime members. Free shipping, everyone. That's awesome.
0: There's a color of a sweatshirt that I saw recently on John Elliott, which is I know you don't know, know I like that brand. And it was, I in my mind, I call it the Kenzie color. It was that like it's like that neon yellow yeah. thing that you had that one like time.
1: The Ritzia set. Yeah, that I wanted I wanted
0: to, I wanted to got, buy it, but it was sold out of my size. I was like, oh. damn it, like that, that's such a nice color.
1: Last night I was at church and my friend Jess and I were both wearing like neon. She was actually wearing that neon the exact one that you're talking about. And I was wearing a neon pink thing. And they said from stage, you're like, oh my gosh, we got our girls in neon or something like that. And I was like, I totally forgot I was even wearing neon. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love neon. I wonder who it is. And it was definitely me. So, you know, it just happens. I
0: love the colors neon. And I, I not only am I glad that people wear it, but I haven't found it yet for myself because I haven't been able to find something that that will fit me. But I will. One of these days you're going to come in, I'm going to be wearing bright orange or something. Oh,
1: please. I would love to see that. That would be incredible. This week's episode, I'm very excited for it. This is Sophia Rossi. I have known... We talk about how we met forever ago on the episode... But I love her. I think she's someone I really look up to and respect. Um, I also think she's really great because she's not someone who's boxed herself in to one career or one career path or just like, I don't know. I think she's just like always constantly expanding. And she's very curious with so many different industries and just so many different things of life, which I think that makes someone very interesting and just cool to talk to. So I was really, really excited to have her on. She has done so many things. You guys will hear her talk about it. Um and she's just so I don't know she's just really cool. We talk also a lot about just kind of giving back to your city. Um different organizations that do so. She's like recently really into the Clippers cuz the Clippers actually give back a lot to LA. Which is really cool. Um, So, yeah, I'm just really excited for this episode. I just wanna get straight into it because I know you guys are gonna enjoy it. And I love her, and I think she's the greatest person ever. Seriously, like, I really, really respect her, and I just look up to her, and I think she's the best. So, with that being said, we're gonna get into the episode. Before we do, if you guys have not already joined the Secret Facebook group, you guys should. It's always in the show notes down below. Very exciting. And then also the merch is linked below as well. Love this stuff. I live in it. Um, I went to, back to Texas this past week and my mom, my boyfriend, everyone was wearing it. It was we were all at breakfast and I was like, this is a little bit much, but it's fine. You know, people love it. So you guys love it as well. But with all being said, hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's get started. Hi. Hi. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so
2: happy to be here. I haven't seen you in so long. I
1: know. It's been okay, we met. Honestly, probably five years ago now. It was yeah. a few months before I moved to LA. I was a junior in high school. I ended up moving my senior year of high school, oh, though. Wow. I did move out early, but I graduated early. So I don't know. I don't know. We met four or five years ago in Dallas, the Hello you, Giggles book tour. Yeah, you were really awesome to come and tour with me there. And it was such an interesting
2: book tour. I really hadn't seen the city of it. I am Rifka Sophia Rossi, and I am a co-founder of Hello Giggles. And now I'm actually working on... A new venture so i will talk to you about that but you asked me to give you my bio and i have actually been trying to work on this because i don't identify with my work anymore so i forget, i love that i forget to say when someone has my bio i'm like oh do you want to know how i'm like evolving and growing as a human i'm like oh no no okay you want to know my like work bio i grew up in la i'm an la born and bred i'm actually born in long beach but la county and i started in production and i was a producer for the hills in the city which your fellow Whitney for is on a Dear Media
1: podcast. Yep. I love her sister Paige, my oh, favorite oh, person ever. Oh, Paige is, yeah. Paige I is tell a, her this all the time. <laughs> yeah,
2: Paige is a real dream. She has probably one of, like, the best low-key sentences of humor ever. Yes. It's subtle, but, like, amazing. So I produced The City in the Hills, and then I... Worked on a bunch of other things like consulting. And then I put together Hello Giggles with my two co founders, Zoe Deschanel and Molly McAleer. And at the same time, as I was starting it, because I didn't really know where it was going to go, I consulted and produced on Glee for about two seasons. That's cool.
1: So I that's, oh, yeah, actually, I did. Yeah, I so listened to Raising the Bar.
2: Yeah. So, then, yeah. so <laughs> then I've just been at Hello Giggles, honestly, for the last eight years in some capacity if we sold a few years ago and then I worked out my contract there and now I'm exploring like food world yeah I'm not less into media but I don't know I could be convinced
1: yeah okay the reason that I wanted to have you on here also one I actually like how you don't identify with work something I'm very passionate about but also you just have done so many things it's just cool like you don't like box yourself in you know what I mean
2: Thank you for saying that. I someone told me that the other day and I didn't realize it, but I'm a very curious person and I like things that have momentum. And I guess that often means like what trends are. And I really liked production and like I was an assistant before and the speed of being an assistant and seeing being a producer, it's like really like problem solving. So I just really like to apply that to new and interesting fields of it. But right now I'm just in a new exploring phase of being an entrepreneur which is cool because I don't really I mean I feel like I've been doing it the last two and a half years but I learned a lot about like the food industry and that's just, like very fun and exciting for me it's because it still ties back to like social and stuff like that
1: yeah no it's cool and also I feel like just in general people think you have to have their whole lives and like what they want to do figured out at, like 18 or like when they pick their college major yeah and like I only want my life to get better and to find new things that I'm into as I get older like I don't want to do just one thing that I picked out when I was like 18. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always kind of, I think, I don't know if it's the right approach of it, but because I didn't come from a family who had a lot of
2: money and I, there was like, I had to sort of work right away. And so I always thought of college as like a luxury. And I think that's really a really great time to decide what you want to do. But because I didn't go to college, I never had to decide what I wanted to do. I just had to decide to like support and live, you know? And luckily I did that with a lot of passion and learned a lot of things, but I don't think that's like a really big choice to make. I mean, listen, if you are in I never consider myself creative, but if you, entertainment is not a hard choice to have to explore many different things from, but you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, like, yes, you do need to make those decisions. But otherwise, like if communications or marketing, like you pretty, I mean, branding is pretty across the board. It can be a lot of
1: things. Yeah, I really can. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do hot seat. This yeah. is where I ask three fun questions. Okay, great. The first one, this is now in every single hot seat, a bunch of questions that I ask. Best purchase you've made under a hundred dollars. I, ooh, I actually am going to say a massage at Squeeze. Have you been? Oh, no. Have I been? I'm a member. I am the biggest supporter of Squeeze. Yeah,
2: just like the aromatherapy little center. Yeah, they do such a great job of it. I mean, separately, I love, you know, Allie and Sarah. She's been on. Yeah, she's been on. Mm -hmm. She's great. Yeah, I think a massage. It's like time to yourself, and then it's like a physical release. So, Yeah. yeah, that
1: was like the great purchase. And it was under 100, so... Honestly, that was my my treat. It's so incredible. Now that I'm thinking about it, I probably have credit, so I might book one this week. I go yeah. monthly. It's I was gonna do the so monthly great. thing too. I should do it. Oh, right, cause you, you should do because it's valley. also cheaper.
2: Yeah, yeah. Do you say like what level? The room is too it, nice. I've never. It's almost like if you feel like I mean, too nice in a great way, but yeah, you really do feel like you're at a
1: hotel. It's so amazing. And, yeah, they just well, your settings up. like saved to your account. So, oh. it doesn't matter. like that won't change the like price or anything. Right, it's right. just like the timing. So if you want like fifty or 80 minutes, yeah. so okay, yeah, yeah, I get a nice 80 minute massage monthly. <laughs> it's really important to me. yeah, I know. The guy told me when I got a massage, they were like,
2: you should actually because I had so many knots. And been so long. And they were like, you should come every two weeks and then come every three weeks. And it didn't really feel like they were prescribing me anything, like, wrong. I was like, I feel like he's being honest. Like, yeah. my body needs it.
1: Yeah, I'd be like, but, I don't even care. Like, I'm going to yeah, go with no, what you said. Yeah, I was like, I think he's, like, a doctor. And he's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's giving me what I need. He knows. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. It's so great. I also love the added, like, dry bar touches in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm such a big fan. The button is the best part, underneath the table. Oh, When yeah. you're ready, I've t- that's the best part. There's nothing better. I'm going to answer my own question. Okay, yeah. What did you buy under 100? Normally, I don't answer these questions, but for this one, I will. So I got these boots from Amazon. I found them from a fashion blogger that I follow on Instagram, and I wish that I could remember who it was. Honestly, I, I just saw the story, and I swiped up, and it was really quick. They're these over-the-knee black, like, kind of... What's the material where it's, like, the... It's not like black patent, but the liquid, it's like liquidy looking, but it's called liquid something. I don't know. They're cool. Over the knee, black boots. They're $40.
2: $40.
1: Unreal. Yeah.
2: I'm leaning into Amazon. I mean, I don't love the overall. Amazon, Amazon. Yeah. Amazon, Amazon. But you can't deny, you know, that, but I don't know. I don't know about fast fashion.
1: Yeah, I know. See, we were kind of talking about this before. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. Number two. So if you had to throw a themed party, what would the theme be? I actually went to one. I went to like a sock hop. What's that? It's like
2: 50s, like poodle okay. skirts. Aww. And it was like really fun and like felt like 1950s and like dinery. I think I would do that. Or I'm Moroccan, and so I would do a henna party. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Have you ever been to a henna party? No. So you'll come to
1: my henna party perfect yeah i can't wait yeah it'll a
2: beautiful <laughs> henna and it's like you go to the party and you get henna on your hands and then you're like oh this is like on me for another six weeks like i does it really last that long yeah henna's oh, pretty wow.
1: intense yeah i didn't know that yeah well wow, i mean cool. at least like a month i think wow okay favorite thing to do kind of like on a day off or like when you're doing nothing or whatever
2: hiking i love hiking a lot i newly have become obsessed with the los angeles clippers I've seen on your social it's media. It's like I've lost the plot. It's because <laughs> they have so much social impact on the city. Like I actually don't really know a lot about the sport, but I love like collective energy and people. It's like, yeah, I get how people go to church or people, yeah. but like just people who are collectively feeling something towards one thing is just like really exciting to me. So probably going to Clipper game. Yeah. I'm going to make you come with me. Okay, I seriously will go. Will you come? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, but I promise you, like, even if you have no idea what's going on, you, like, can't no,
1: i caught up. I love sports games. My dad's, like, so into sports this weekend. My dad is the biggest Pittsburgh Steelers fan you'll ever meet in your entire life. And, like, you either love the Steelers or you hate the Steelers. Like, our house, everything's so crazy. And to be his number one favorite daughter, as <laughs> I always buy, well, all of his Steelers stuff I've purchased in my lifetime. And then... I bought the Steelers hoodie and then I saw the Steelers windbreaker because Ooh. I don't like thrift. I don't go to thrift stores and like find things. I just am not talented in that yeah. era. I'm not one of those people who can just be like, you're wearing this really cute outfit and you're like, oh, I thrifted it. And it's like, okay, shut up. I hate you. Like, I can't yeah. do that. But I found these Instagram pages that thrift for you Ooh. and then you can just buy them from the Instagram. So because I like looked at one and the algorithm, I see a bunch, whatever. Anyways, I found the Steelers windbreaker and I ordered it again to my daughter, my dad's favorite daughter, and I've been wearing it. And so, yeah, I'm back in my whole sports thing. I grew up like watching football all the time, but I can't watch it cuz it like I don't burgers. like watching it. Yeah, I, yeah, like, get homesick. Football, I don't yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, that's Not sweet. Even, Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, I can't watch it." But I love sports, so I'll go to any sports game at any time. Okay, great.
2: I it feels like you're a part of the city.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah. I love how much you love LA. So, I, I want to talk LA. about that.
2: Yeah, I love LA a lot. How was it growing up here? Well, I think about this a lot because LA is very different, in if you moved here in in quest of something, you know, I think that there it can be disappointing. It's hard. It's like really challenging. But if you're just from here, there's nothing really that you're seeking. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I also I'm not an actor. I was in entertainment, and I, I guess I still like attain entertainment adjacent. But I don't know. I think it's I think it has a great potential. I think that we. Are a city that is not taking care of ourselves right now, and it's a really big challenge. And there's some people who still want to live here. You know, they move here all the time, and I'm like, we have no transpo, we have no, we have like, I wish that the ideal version of people wanting to move to LA would help LA become a better city. So that's what I'm kind of yeah. hoping. You know, is that like there's some people who want to live here, and there's so much opportunity, but like now, can we make it a better place?
1: People just come here because they want. It's like all about. I don't even necessarily mean this in a bad way. People just yeah, come here and it's yeah. all about themselves, and so that's why. But that's a great call. Yeah, you know, I think that's
2: what I guess I was getting at being like an actor, but that's like a more like precise way. To yeah, say it. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because so they're hard, coming. And you have to like quote unquote have to live here for certain things, and so they're very like I want to sometimes want to get in and want to get out. Totally, yeah. So people aren't investing in it as much. But honestly, like we were talking about this, like my program, my church, so involved in the city and like does so many things. And since then, I mean, I would say it's like what I find that community of people that I like loved LA like yeah. as much as I live now. They had purpose. Yeah, exactly. It like changed things for me, but also like. It's just different, like, when you actually, like, serve a city and when you're actually involved, how much more you love it because it's also, like, a sense of, like, responsibility and almost, like, ownership. Community. Yeah, it's yeah. community. It's did you just... not have
2: that back at home?
1: No, I definitely did. Texas yeah. is very like that. Yeah. But I moved here and then uh, my first – we were talking about this before. So, I feel like when typically when moving to LA, someone told me this when I moved here and I didn't really, like, believe them until I got to year three and I was like, oh, that makes sense. But they're like, year one – Honeymoon phase, you love it. Year two is when, like, you finally get homesick. And then year three is when it feels like home and then you're good to go. So if you make it through that, you're fine. And, like, I look at so many friends now who are here who moved after me. And I'm only on, like, fourth. I'll be fifth this summer. No, I don't know. I'm only, like, fourth year. But I look at so many friends who moved and they're like, it's literally the exact same thing. But... I don't know I feel like it's community and then it's whenever you I think it's community and it's like what you're investing into the city and I also think people are missing out so much like they moved to LA and they're like so focused on like me mine what I can get and it's yeah. like there's so much more that you can gain from here that maybe isn't like your career experience but like overall is like I don't know but people like I'm very passionate about the whole like Anti hustle culture, it's so stupid. Whatever, but like anti what hustle culture? Like yeah, you're so much more than your job. Like it's it's like it's so boring when you meet someone and all they can do is talk about their work. I'm like, if I'm talking to you, I probably don't want to talk about work. No offense, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, I mean, yeah, that's a
2: it's a hard one because I really think I love. I have to say this the other day, people are, like, what are you? what are your qualities that you like? And I'm like, I love power and purpose. And I yeah. really don't think like power, like think someone can be very powerful and purposeful, you know? And I think what I love about power is like, or what I'm trying to say I love about it is that like people who have power with their voice or their action to like want to do something. And you mostly see that when people apply that to their, you know, needs and city, you know? Not yeah. necessarily, I don't necessarily need power at work. That's.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. We want to talk about Baby to Baby because I know that you're involved, with but I went to Baby to Baby for the first time almost a week, you know, like last week. It was so incredible. Yeah. When, how long have you been working with them or like doing whatever? So Kelly sawyer
2: Patrickoff, and Nora Weinstein, they took it over, I think, about eight or nine years ago. So as soon as Kelly and them did, Kelly is like a dear friend of mine. And I was just, I really got passionate about it and understood it like in a guttural way in the last few years. But basically their goal is super interesting because they apply a business model to chair to a nonprofit. So they distribute to partners 150 or more in LA and they basically like distribute it to the social worker, to the school. Individual families don't come there to get stuff, but they provide essential needs And when you realize what these essential needs are, they really were focused on diapers. So many things are limiting when you don't have diapers, and and that's like obviously its own cause of it. But they collect gently used items and then get these corporate sponsorships. But their offices, how incredible, it looks like a Costco.
1: No, it's crazy And people just go
2: shopping for them. There was a social worker the other day, and I asked them, I was like, what do you need? It was like a high school teacher. And she said honestly, hygiene products because a lot of people don't come to school because they're not showering and they're embarrassed to have to shower. I'm like, I, in a dream scenario, I wish every person could start school and, like, get a hygiene kit, you know? Like, there's just, like, certain things that you're, like, you really take for granted, especially, you know, me who's, like, trying a million different beauty routines and, like, Mm -hmm. CBD and I'm just, like, trying all these things just, like, out of my mind and people are just like I'd love to shampoo and I'm like this is ridiculous we have to connect the dots it seems like a, a lack of communication not a lack of effort you know
1: All right, everyone. Very quickly, I just wanted to talk to you guys about something that is very exciting, Zola, which is a new sponsor of the podcast. Zola is the wedding company that will do anything for love. So basically, they're reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to help make the happiest moments in couples' lives even happier. I know so many of you guys are probably getting engaged because I feel like the holiday time is really engagement season. I also know this because in the secret Facebook group, I see engagement posts all the time. So congrats to all of you. I feel like this is going to be something that you guys will love. I know absolutely nothing about like weddings and planning a wedding and that just sounds like a lot of work to me. So I love Zola because it really is just taking the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites and they have the easiest wedding registry, which is amazing because like gifts and stuff, you know, I personally like having everything together. So I think it's really easy to be able to manage everything online and in one place so you can start with a free wedding website something that i specifically love is that you can use the faq section that helps like address the awkward questions like are kids invited do i have a plus one the plus one question is always very awkward so it's really nice to just have that right there on the wedding website my personal favorite of everything is gifts actually not receiving gifts i'm not the best at that but giving gifts so as someone who's attending weddings i really appreciate this but you can have your wedding registry and they have so much Many brands. It's super super easy to make, and so I'm really into a bunch of kitchen supplies and kitchenware. And I've really been educating myself on this and looking at like making a registry on there. They have all the great brands that I love. They have KitchenAid, Cuisinart, just like a bunch of things that I don't even know how to pronounce because they're very nice. Also on the website, you guys can add photos, stories about how you two met, accommodations info, and even local recs for out of towners. So if you guys are engaged, if you're about to get engaged, if you know someone who's getting engaged or is engaged, um, you guys can build your free wedding website on Zola and get $50 towards your registry. So go to Zola.com slash I love you and get started today. Again, that is Zola, which is just Z-O-L-A.com slash I love you. That is a free wedding website on Zola and $50 towards your registry, guys. Anyways, hope you guys are enjoying the episode and let's get back into it. No, it's so cool. Basically, I don't think we really explained what Baby to Baby is. Like, it's just, like, providing needs to... It's your essential needs to low-income areas. Yeah. Yeah. So we went in and we made... I don't think that... Maybe they were called baby bundles, I think. Yeah, they're okay, they're bundles, yeah. For essentially, like, newborns, and it's the essentials. They also show you this video at the beginning of it, and it's uh, like, yeah. oh, my gosh, like, you just want to cry. But I was thinking the same thing, and I was also just thinking in the ways like my pastor was like talking about this son yesterday and he was like you know my wife and I like every single year like our income has gone up from like other ventures that he's in or whatever he's like our income has gone up but every single year like we give more and I'm like I really believe like role of the generous gets bigger and also yeah. like as you like hold things so tightly you can't I, I just don't get the point I'm like I really don't ever want to be someone who's like I just want to be very very generous and so he was just talking and he was like you know, every single year, like we don't sit down and say, we're going to make X amount of money, but we do sit down and say like, we're going to give this amount of money away. And I was like, that actually is something I really, really want to do. But I was thinking that too, just in the sense of like, a, I love my life and I'm like really grateful for like my job and the opportunities and stuff. But like, and I'm not saying like, I'm not downplaying what anyone does, but I'm like, what I get paid for a freaking Instagram photo. And these people like don't even have like diapers for their children is like, crazy like it was but just... I think
2: that if you are getting paid that amount how great that you can give that yeah know? exactly that's sort of the argument with you know when people talk about not like to get political because I don't really know people talk about like why is Amazon not taxed or all these billionaires I'm like yeah it's really cool to have made a billion but it's not that cool to like hold on and hoard exactly your billion. like I think there's a very big difference to me you know and I'm just like I don't really how much money do you need if people can't eat around you. I don't know. I I just doesn't, it's not where I land, like, morally, but I also understand people who work really hard on stuff, but I think there's a big responsibility. That's kind of why I, like, got really obsessed with the Clippers is because Steve Ballmer who privately owns the Clippers, who was Microsoft, he gives so much to our city. He's already given like $150 million to all these like super essential programs. And when I learned that, I was like, oh, sports are have a responsibility to the community mm-hmm. and they do so much good. So that was sort of my attraction to it. And then connecting with baby to baby the Clippers paid for one with Kawhi Leonard, 1 million backpacks to wow. all the students and baby to baby helped us distribute that with LAUSD. Would you think a backpack is just a backpack, but essentially like your backpack is like what like you're it's a sign of dignity it's something that you're holding your things with like a lot of people like have to decide between school supplies versus you know paying like an electric bill like these are just things that are you know not something that I personally have to think about so I'm like I'd love to figure out to help people more in small ways like that
1: yeah no I think it's really cool and that's another thing it's just things that you don't think of so I feel like a like majority of us are so out of touch with not being able to, like, afford a backpack or something like that. And you just like, oh, it's a backpack, but you don't realize how big of a deal that backpack is to those people. Yeah. Did you see Chrissy Teigen had some, like, pushback as she made, like, a joke
2: on Twitter about her mom losing all these AirPods all the time. And she's like, my mom thinks these are just, like— they-. Oh, I did see and, and then people were like, you're really out of touch. And it's like, you can't really blame someone for their— It's not their— Their, yeah. their surrounding of it. Like, I do not believe in any way that was, like, meant to hurt anyone— that being said, her having to apologize for it was probably a good thing because it's saying that, you know, that is not everyone's reality. And if we're yeah. going to do headlines off people's reality, let's like extend that to people who are in need.
1: Yeah. You know, exactly. No, I agree. What other like organizations do you think in LA are like killing it? You know, I don't know. I really want to get into more now that I'm starting a food
2: company soon with Justin Coy and Roy Troy and his girl Natasha. I'd love to get into like the soup kitchens and understand a little bit more of that. I know I heard another stat about LAUSD that there's 500,000 students and then 450,000 of those students are on low income free lunch. And so that was just like really blew my mind on just like the base, like basically everyone else is in private schools or and so, kind of want to get it, like my wrap my head around like what's our relationship to food and community. I don't really know that. I mean, baby to babies will definitely help me with that. But yeah, if you know of any, I mean, I I learning more about city council and sort of figuring out like what that looks like for the city because I am definitely curious about that as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to do? Do you want to start talking about like your food thing? I want to hear about this. Um.
2: Yeah. I mean, basically, I found that after having a website company and then selling it to Time Inc, I loved having um, a media company, but it's just it really when People talk about like who your demo is. Like you really can't track who is ever reading a website. Like they just yeah. read so many different other things. And then I wanted something that was like tangible or a location. And I got into thinking about food and how can we create something that like makes, simplifies people's life and like taste is a lot about dignity. And so I got with Roy Choi, who's a chef. Chef, and he also did healthy fast food in low-income areas. And I saw that people like could not afford food in those areas. So they would get like white rice and just put some spice on it. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like that's a meal replacement, like ramen. Like there's just so many things that like people would buy that's cheap, but it's affordable. And I'm like, there's not really a clean ingredient version of that. And so creating these sort of like meal season kits is what we're in the process of R and Ding right now with our chef. So I'll see how that that's called high note. And it's like the idea is like you end every meal on a high note. But really my focus right now is it's in we're in branding right now because I'm trying to figure out what's our philanthropy approach to that. Like does someone get a meal for that? It's really interesting when you think about it, like you kinda almost want to avoid this Tom's one one model. But Mm -hmm. then I'm like, why are we avoiding that? That was such a great model. You know, like Like, so I don't know. So I I really want to, I'm going to focus on LA at first um, and see how, I just wanted a product that would help. I'm one of my best friends started Press Juicery and when all the fires were happening a few years ago, like the peak of them, they, he was like, I'm so happy that I have a product that I can send and help someone. And I was like, if I ever were to make a product, I would hope that it'd be something that can help someone in time of need, not just be some sort of ancillary trend that, you know, someone would have. So that's kind of the goal for that. But otherwise, as I do that, I'm exploring partnerships and philanthropy stuff in the city and really being curious about the city excites me. You know, that yeah. feel, it really feels like you can't really take a control of, like, the political macro climate, but, like, I can figure out why there's so much homeless going on and, yeah. and it's not – people don't realize it. like, I'm from here and, like, it's jarring, you know? Like, streets that were never occupied are occupied, like – we're really acting casual about it, but it's like a crisis. It's a full on crisis. And I just don't think it's being labeled as that. It's
1: gotten much worse since you were younger. Oh my
2: gosh, 100%. I mean, it used to be like downtown Skid Row. There was like an area, but like, mm-hmm. and sometimes by the beach. I mean, now it's just like, it's knocking on people's doors and people still aren't really listening, you know?
1: Yeah. I wrote a paper, like a research paper last semester on like homelessness and the funding and all the stuff behind it and it's so crazy like even you just don't realize it's like homelessness and sex trafficking too it's like you don't realize that really that blew my mind when there was all that Facebook talk about the encrypting you just don't realize how like the numbers are crazy and then it's like I think also when you see a number sometimes people can kind of like disassociate with it because you don't really see like a number to a face but it's wild like you just don't realize how many people and it's awful and then also it's just like people have been like living in their houses for years and years and like can no longer afford them like all this stuff it's like heartbreaking what did you take away from the paper the most I think like or any stats that you were like okay stats wise I feel like I'm gonna butcher the stats I was was more so just shocked what I was the most like kind of shocked about and like really like was bothering me the most not even bothering me the most but the thing I was like the most surprised by was the amount of people that you wouldn't Okay, like, people, when you think of a homeless person, you just think of someone who's, like, living on Skid Row. You don't really think of someone who, like, looks like you and, like, wears the same clothes as you and is, like, kind of doing the same thing as you. And living in their car, which is illegal. Exactly. And I think that's wrong. Yeah, and so you don't realize that, like, yes, like, I think being homeless looks a little bit different than we think at times. And so there's a lot of people who are living in their cars but are somehow still managing to kind of, like, shower and whatever and you just don't realize that they're homeless like the amount of people who are actually doing that and then the amount of people just kind of around who you wouldn't think would ever become homeless who are becoming homeless or like just stories that you hear of like ex-ceos and all the stuff that are crazy and it's like getting to the point of like not having a home anymore yeah. it was more so like I think I – not, like, small-minded on it. I just think I didn't really think about – I was, like, missing a whole group of, like, the homeless population. Yeah, I mean, people always
2: talk with the homeless. They're like, oh, they're addicts and mentally ill. And you're like, okay, well, that might be, like, 35 to 40%. Yeah. There's still 60% of it. I had a meeting last week about Nithya, this woman who's running for District 4, had a meeting about, like, youth homelessness. And she was like, sometimes the difference in being homeless is a parking ticket, is, you know, some – a phone bill. Like, you don't realize that, like, how, like, over the edge something can take you, especially in the housing crisis here in LA or if like you, your parents have no money and then you go away to school, like where do you come back and live if you, you know, you're 18 or 17? Like there's just so many factors that, that, you know, for the youth that they were saying like the idea, sometimes people just need a week in between like rent money to stay somewhere, you know, and, and. That, that kind of surprised me too in the same way, being like sort of not imagining homeless people as it's incredibly difficult to get out of being homeless that yes. they have found. And that seems to be true, but it is incredibly easy to become homeless. And I think that people don't really realize in the same way.
1: All right, everyone, really quickly, I'm just going to talk to you guys about Vistaprint. So you guys know I love Vistaprint and you guys probably at this point also know that I love giving gifts. It is my favorite thing ever. I am the self-proclaimed holiday gift guide guru. So I am here to give you guys some great gift ideas for the holiday season. So Vistaprint is perfect for holiday cards and calendars. So my number one tip in regards to giving the best holiday gift of the season is to add a little personal touch to it. So when giving a gift to someone that you love, someone that you care about, you want to go With a little bit more of a personal touch. It means a lot more when you know that someone put a little bit more thought and effort into it. It's more personal, it's more memorable. It just means a lot more to receive it. I cannot say on this podcast, just in case people are listening, but I have a note on my phone year round where if someone close to me in my life that I would be giving gifts to says that they like something or just like something piqued their interest or whatever, I jot it down. So that way, when the holiday season comes around, their birthdays, any sort of gift-giving occasion. I have a list of things that I know that they would like because they've already told me offhand without even realizing it. So whatever reaction you are looking for this holiday, you can spread more joy and custom holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. Vistaprint also has hundreds of card designs from timeless classic to fun new trends. So Vistaprint also has custom calendars for gifts that keep giving all year round. All custom cards and calendars are up to 50% off right now you can also upload your favorite photos right from your phone and save on mugs canvases and other photo gifts your satisfaction is 100 guaranteed or they'll make it right either by reprinting your order or offering a refund so this season make more merry at vistaprint.com with up to 50 off all holiday cards and photo calendars Plus great deals on photo gifts at VistaPrint.com. Just enter promo code iloveyou50. That is VistaPrint.com. Promo code iloveyou 50 The offer expires January 5th. All right, guys, so I hope you guys are enjoying the episode and let's get back into it. Hi, I'm Ali Webb.
0: And I'm Michael Landau. We're the founders of Drybar, which we started about 10 years ago.
1: We are constantly hearing from budding entrepreneurs asking us for advice. This podcast is the place to
2: go if you're an entrepreneur and want to start your own business. Subscribe to Raising the Bar so you don't
1: miss a minute of the action and all the fun guests that we have. New episodes come out every Friday. Anywhere you get your podcast fix.
2: (laughs) Why are you laughing? It was
1: good. Your (laughs) podcast.
0: Subscribe to Raising the Bar. New episodes every Friday. Wherever you get your podcast fix.
1: Yeah, even in the baby to baby video, the one that they showed you, it's a mom. She's a single mom, and she had. Yeah, she was a single mom when she was pregnant with her second baby. She, I think she was, like, laid off or something. So she missed rent, and then she was homeless. She's like, it was really that quick. Yeah. And it's, like, people are living, like, paycheck to paycheck. Like, it is, it can be that fast. Like, she's, like, I didn't see this coming a month ago. Like, I really thought, like, people just aren't, like, planning for that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and also you just never think, like, there's just so many people that you would, look that would never think that they would ever become homeless. Like, it's not even on their, like, radar or fear really? of theirs who have. And, like, that's kind of, like, the craziest part.
2: But how incredibly vulnerable is? can you think of, like, the most vulnerable you can be is to be homeless. Like, your yeah. home is your sanctuary. And, and to not have that and also be responsible for your children and a job of it, it I, I really can't think of anything that is – I mean, obviously, health is is wealth in that way yeah. as well. But, yeah, it's it's hard.
1: And I was thinking, too, as a single mom with two children, as she's homeless, how is she supposed to find a job? Like, you know what I mean? Like, the in-between, and I know that there's, like, halfway... Like, I know that there are things to do.
2: Yeah. No, I I hear you. I mean, that exact example would be what Baby Baby would say is, like, okay, that single mom who lost their job wants to go for a job interview. She can't put her child into daycare without diapers, so she has to be able to afford diapers. Like, they don't take the child. Like, there's all these, like, minor things that you don't realize that, like, in... like infringe on someone's success and we have to figure out how to help people in those areas. And it can be as simple as, you know, figuring out how getting someone an outfit to wear for a job interview or a hygiene kit to take a shower before or space. Like there's just so many ways that I think that if we as a city had more information, I think we'd probably be using our social yeah. as a better
1: no, outlet. I agree. Okay. Let's talk again about like growing up in LA. How much like of an advantage do you feel you had just – not even, like, an advantage. I don't know. How do you think growing up in like in LA has, like, benefited or not benefited your, like, career or what you've ended up doing or just, like, you as a human being? I think an incredible amount, I have okay. to say. I think growing up in
2: LA gives you a new layer of confidence. Like, and I think you're seeing so many people constantly go for their dreams all the time. And even though like my dream was not to be an actress in any way, you can't help feel the energy of the city of people are all looking towards this one thing. And that I think that also motivated me to think that oh people are just making their dreams happen all the time here like that's such a great energy of it and then also helped me get like a little bit of a perspective where it's like your dreams are one thing and that's and what your real dream is is like a better quality of life and so i think i found the pockets of la that is like super exciting like la is not just hollywood like that actually i never put myself in hollywood i've never really even west hollywood unless i have to go to a meeting like there's there's so much to explore and to experience. Like I love going to the beach. Like, I love hiking. Like, there's just a different – you can make what you want out of L.A., and it's really a challenge if you get yourself caught up in the other way of it. But, like, there – I think L.A. is the best place for food, 100%. Like, I think it's better than New York, and there's just so much cultural – experiential things to do that I, growing up here, I never did those things. I was super into just like my Beverly Hills area of it. And as I got older, I was like, my city's incredible, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think it was a huge advantage. Also, there's just a a shorthand with here that you, you know, I always joke around this way, but I, like, I truly feel this way. Like, I, I cannot believe there's no one that I could get to through any friend of it. And not because I know so many people. I'm just like, this is like people just make it happen. I'm sure that I could contact that person. You know, like yeah. I don't I don't know where I get that false. It's also like a maybe a false confidence too, but I have it, you know. Yeah. I think it's from LA.
1: Do you have a lot of friends that you grew up with or were most of them friends that you made like as you, like, They're holiday. all friends I
2: grew up with. I okay. mean, some of them in different ways of it. And maybe growing up was – I'm 38 now. And maybe growing up was like 18 to 25. But uh-huh. no, yeah, a lot of them are are from L.A. I mean, that's kind of the cool thing. Like one of my childhood best friends is Nicole Richie. And like I, I mean, we have the same references. We have the same like life that we had before. We're going to the same places and just like we – Love the valley. That's another thing about growing up in LA. You think that you, when you move here, you're like, must be in West Hollywood, Hollywood, everything is. And when you're from here, you're like, nothing is cooler than the valley or places where you can like actually civilize or like Pasadena. Like you got to get yourself out of LA because LA proper is where everyone's going to like hustle and bustle. You need to like make sure that you put yourself outside of that. So it's it's a real dream, that valley
1: life. Where there's parking lots too. The edges, yeah. yeah. Parking lots, oh, you get I love a, that.
2: Yeah, my friend Amanda Cadney moved to Pasadena. You know she does girl gaze. She's a cool. No, okay, she's cool. really cool, but she's a photographer. And she was like, "I live in Pasadena, where it's civilized." I was like, "Yes." I, <laughs>
1: I understand that you can go get a parking space. Yeah, Pasadena's really pretty too. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's cute. Yeah. Where are your like top three favorite places to go in LA? Yeah. Well, different things. Have you gone to the wing yet? No, but I want to go. You I've go recently. With me? Yeah, I would love to. I've recently been looking into it. It sounds so oh, cool. Oh, you should have. A, it's right over here.
2: I actually I love the wing for random reasons. They have showers and when yeah. I do a workout class in the middle and I don't feel like going up my hill. Are doing that it's a really great and they have great products in there so you kind of use it like yep. we'll use equinox you know that's um, my
1: issue right now because i work out like over here yeah hop what pilates. are you doing at your workouts lately hop pilates every single day i've hop been pilates every day every day i mean i go like five six times a week i, I don't go sundays but Ooh. i'm so obsessed please I'll come with me any time i've been a few
2: times but not enough to okay great. you have
1: to go to daylight's class it's the best one she, okay. i'm going literally after this recording she's yeah. my favorite person Did you ever do cindy there yeah, okay, yeah. well, yes. Wait, which Sunday are you talking about? Leo's? No, just oh. kidding. We're thinking of a different yeah. one. I haven't, though. Yeah. I feel like I've taken from almost everyone. Maybe she's not there anymore, but... I don't think she's there, but I feel like she was towards the, when I started going. Yeah, okay, so you go, and it's where do you shower after? Okay, so I'll shower there, but it just sucks, because there's... They there's... only have one, in that bathroom And it's weird. so small, the bathroom go sucks. Go the wing. It's a great shower. That is, they that have is Chanel why. products. Oh, wow, I need to go. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, I just solved it for you there are, yeah so the wing where there I are. like to go
2: I like to go to the wing I love the grove someone once told me that it was feng shuied, and I looked it up and it was and I feel the flow there oh really I, it, as, that makes sense as crowded and crazy and wild as someone could think the grove is I just flows for me I have I feel no stress there I'm I, never
1: overwhelmed I so agree with it's that it's an
2: open mall with like the largest Christmas tree you know it's already up Sorry, I know. You know, Apparently, I don't know if this is a real fact, but that it's bigger than the Rockefeller Plaza tree. Really? Yeah, we'll have to fact check. Yeah, that, I but, need to check. Yeah, so I would say the wing, the grove, and then and then the beach. Which beach do you go to? Okay, so I am not a Malibu because it's too far for me for traffic. Okay. I, go, I park near Shutters and just go to that Venice one of it. And okay. It's actually, there's a lot of surfing over there, so there's like a big cleanup crew and it's really nice. Oh, wow. Easy parking. You can just group street parking. Yeah. And you just go in and go out.
1: I feel like I don't go to the beach enough. Yeah. But I'm not a beach person in the sense of like, I'm in a swimsuit and jumping in the water. I'm a beach person to like, Go for walks. Go for walks. Or like, if it's cold outside and I got hot chocolate, that's my vibe. That's actually, you should go to Shutters
2: have a coffee and walk yeah. or go on a bike path, it's like this is actually a great time to – I mean, it's still a little summer right now, but we're getting – our winter at the beach is gorgeous.
1: Yeah, it's so nice. It's yeah. so beautiful. Okay, let's talk a little bit about – actually, let's talk a little bit about networking because this is something I never talk about on here. Um, like what – okay, so like what are your opinions on networking and like people who like it people who don't? I feel like it's such a thing that's like – I don't know. I never like – I'm like 22. I know nothing. Um, okay, Networking. I guess that
2: term might not be as it feels loaded. Yeah. So I can see why people don't like it. But I think there's a different narrative on networking, and then I think social media is a form of networking. When you follow someone, someone follows you back, or you guys DM each other, like you know that conversation is a form of networking, and I appreciate that. I mean, I, yeah. I, as I go into different fields and in the field that I was in before, like people have really shared interests. Like I like, you know, we have no age in common, but like, I like, like knowing what your workouts are, like what your vibe on LA and your church life. So I think that that is um, a reasonable amount to be curious about someone. And so that ultimately I think that is networking. And I think networking is really done through social media. I don't go to like mixers or things like that, but I really appreciate one of the first times that I realized that was, uh, you've been to a bunch of Create and Cultivate co- conferences, right? I actually haven't gone. You've never crazy? gone? I know. I'm literally in the What? You're I like know. in the building. It's so weird. Okay. So that was sort of the first time that I was like, what is the – before having seen that, I was like, what is the point of having all these people like come there who are bloggers or business owners? And, uh, and I thought I was like sort of leaning in too much into it and being like, this feels weird. And then when I got there and I saw that like if you are a small – business owner who owns, like, six Pilates studios and you're meeting someone else that is, you know, doing branding for a soul cycle, like, you can learn from that person. And, like, yeah. where will you find yourself in situations? We are so online and not offline in those situations where you will have those conversations, you know, which yeah. is networking.
1: Yeah, I agree. I like that answer. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Okay, so going into your career ventures, can you – I know we've kind of briefly talked about this, but can you just do, like, a brief background – like, quickly, like, from the hills. Um, okay, yeah. So, I, How did you get, like, how did that start? I,
2: at 18, okay. I started working for nightclubs in LA. I worked for Bold House. That's where Heidi ended up working. I worked Catherine Power, who does Click Media. She introduced me, and I was working for, with her. And then I moved to New York at 19 and 20, and I worked for this record um, producer, And a record label owner, Damon Dash, who was Jay-Z's partner. And he had done a TV show called Ultimate Hustler, which was a BET. Like, it was like The Apprentice for BET. And there was a producer on there who was like i'm actually moving to be production in mtv and i'm starting this show the hills it's a spinoff of laguna beach and laguna beach had just aired its first season and i was living in new york and i was like i'd heard of the show i'm actually like born in laguna but i didn't really watch the show and they're like would you ever want to work on that show it's really going to be la based you know it was around the time when sex in the city where they would say things like new york is a character la is a character and they're like the hills la will be a character there's these like you know, we're looking to find it's Lauren moving in LA and they had knew about Heidi, but we hadn't found Audrina or Whitney yet. And so I started working on that at like 22 and from 22 to basically 29. So it was like, yeah, 23 to, to 29. So like six years I did that. And then I didn't know what I really wanted to do next because it wasn't scripted and it wasn't fully reality. So there was no real like lane for me yet. And then I started thinking about um, learning a lot about like branded video content, which was like not the case at the time. And I was like, oh, I could sort of make a Funny or Die for women because that seemed like very popular at the time. And I'm like, I have so many friends who are comedic. So the intention was to be a video site, like Funny or Die, but video costs a lot of money. So we did one branded video. If it's a company, Teleflora, we use the profits of that And created – because Molly had worked for Gawker and a bunch of other sites. And she had sort of shown us the contributor model, which is like she would basically write for five sites a day and have her date rate at like 175. And I was like, that is so interesting. Like all these people are willing to have you do that. She was like, you'd be surprised. Like people make full contracting careers out of that. So based off of like Zoe's aesthetic and her brand of positivity Mm -hmm. and stuff and my sort of pop culture – influence and Molly's background in that, we started Hello Giggles and we just started with 50 friends and family and we asked them to write things that were relevant and not topical so we could sort of back end it. And that sort of blew up in the positive way because you found that people who are not necessarily... Reporters, like who is a journalist anymore? Like yeah. that was sort of the, the the concept of it. But do you have a voice and an opinion? Like we will edit your piece and give you that voice of it. So it went from fifty to five thousand contributors, and then it just really created a voice for us where it was like the hello giggles girl and to this day I, I do think it's the case like she can wear lipstick and like comic books like you were just not just fashion Catherine and Hillary had started who what wear, and as much as I loved it and is really the impetus for starting it I just was not about like how do you wear clothes from day to night like I didn't care about those things but I wanted to talk about like my love of Sweet Valley High or like my new passion you know you could like for hot yoga like there was like that's so common now but that wasn't really available for as far as like female content online you wouldn't you couldn't be a fan of anything unless it was fashion
1: yeah how did you meet molly and zoe molly i
2: met from a guy that i was dating she was friends with him and on his podcast and then zoe i grew up in la and she grew up here and she and I were at Tracy Anderson together at a dance class.
1: I've never been, and I feel like I've been hearing about I'll it so much lately. Yeah. I need to go. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Where is it? There's in Ventura. It's actually. That's what thought, you know what it's what thought.
2: Address is? one of the addresses: one, two, three, four, five Ventura. Oh, that's really convenient. Yeah, it's next to Den Meditation, which is a oh, great okay. place. Of it, yeah, let's go. It's yeah. fun. It's. You know what it is? Like, there's very few places if you don't go out at night anymore to hear, like, loud music. Mm -hmm. And so you feel like you're at a nightclub.
1: Okay, perfect. But you don't have to go to the nightclub. No, you do not. I love that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're not at the club. Uh, So, yeah. So then I did Hello Giggles. And then I – we sold it about three years ago to Time Inc. And then I worked there for about two and a half years – or three years. And so now, you know, it still exists. It's part of the Meredith group because Time Inc. was then bought by Meredith. But I learned a lot. I learned a lot about like corporations and just really scaling a company. And it was honestly great. I I just, I think that once it got to like 20 million people a month, you really don't know if you're going the user route, like huge, you know, amounts of viewers or you're going like niche audiences. So I, I, I don't really know. Like what websites do you read every day?
1: I don't even feel like I really read... I mean my boyfriend reads GQ every single day. Like does I, he go to like GQ dot com? Yes. See, that's very rare. It's like, so this. rare. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. Like I don't go to yeah. a website. You get it through social. Exactly. And yeah. I'll i I'll do like swipe ups like on Hell Giggles, like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if I see the story, that's the only time. Yeah. He will like go to GQ. Like yeah. and that is so rare. And he well, does that of- in Yahoo. It's like so random. But Yeah, I mean listen, that's kind of what when we went to um raise
2: money for our second round, they were like, you can sell now because I got to be honest, like there's going to no longer be home pages. And they were right. Then like, everyone's going to get it through their social. And that's just going to be a really challenging audience to compete with, you know, because yeah. Facebook was such a big distributor of our content. And now they were like, oh, that's not going to be the case anymore. You're going to get this individualized media. And so what, it, that's not really a brand, but you can have, you can have some viral stories, you know? And so yeah. I'm happy kind of to get out of that world of it
1: yeah how was it working with like business partners and stuff this is something that I because like obviously I've worked for myself since I was like yeah. 16 and like I don't I mean yes I want to do all this forever but I don't want to just do this like I want to be a business owner I want to do all these things but like obviously I'm not going to do it for myself yeah and so that's something that like I feel like in the next years two years pretty much I'm like You're navigating for the right yeah just like yeah well you know
2: I am lucky because I'm still best friend with Zoe and we joke around all the time. We're like, we have shared tax IDs together. It's like a marriage. <laughs> it's a really intimate and intense relationship because it's like your livelihood's at stake. It's not just your friendship. This is yeah. like the things that like keep you safe and, and pay your rents like that. I would say really having a relationship to what you're good at and what you're not good at. Like I probably speak out loud now so much more in my new company of what I can't do. I'm like, I am not an executor. I have lost those skills. I was an amazing assistant. I will leave a meeting afterwards and be like, who's following up? Because like I my brain doesn't work like that anymore. I just I have to know what I what I can't do, you know, yeah. or supply chain is a little bit more of challenging for me because I was doing so much marketing before. So knowing your strengths and weaknesses is huge about your friends and knowing what their strengths and weaknesses are. Like a lot of times I think I would get really sensitive because I'm in the weeds of the business of it and, and Molly was on a TV show and Zoe was on New Girl and I'd be so sensitive to like they didn't get back to like an email and, and what is and like but like ultimately like that's not what I needed them for and so why ask someone to focus on a You know, we once had a mediator tell Zoe and I, like, that's maybe not her form of communication is emails. Like, I can send emails because they're like, she would rather have a dinner with you and catch up with you in that way. Because she's an artist and she's just on set memorizing lines all day. Like, email is not her forte. And I was like, that makes total sense. Like, that is not insulting when I put it that way, you know?
1: Okay. Do you feel like your job, like just as an assistant of any sorts has like really set you up? Like, are there things, like lessons that you learn at a really young age that you feel like have made like a huge... I have made more money and gotten more
2: titles, but I really ultimately have done the same exact job, which was like what I did when I was an assistant. Is like you identify a problem and you figure it out and you don't say no to how to figuring out. So it's wonderful that I have reached success from it, but I would be nowhere without being, honestly, being a babysitter was huge, a camp counselor and being an assistant. My relationships have gotten stronger and like my expertise in certain categories, but those are really the skill sets is it is that I'm applying my camp counselor behavior and as a CEO, as a meeting, I'm just extending the, the workplace.
1: I always, it's so funny you say that because I always talk about how, like, camp, it was such a big deal. Yeah. It's your first form
2: of independence. Yeah,
1: it really is. Yeah. And I'm like, there are so many, like, life altering moments that I had, like, young at camps growing up. And I'm like, it's so crazy. Like, especially now, my friends and I always talk about it. We're like, oh, like, camp stories or whatever. But it really did. Like, I'm like, my kids are 100% going to camp. Like, very important to me. Did you go to sleepaway camp? Yeah. But it wasn't long. Like, we would only go for. Like, a week. Like, I mean, we went to multiple throughout the summer. Like, we would right. just go to random didn't go ones. not go to one for a long time. It wasn't yeah. one for, like, the summer or anything like that. Like, parent trap type things. But, yeah. oh, my gosh, I want to watch that movie now. Oh, yeah. What a great
2: movie. I mean, I went to a bunch of different camps, too. But one of the camps is, like, in Malibu. And I just I remember thinking it was so far away. And I was like, what? No. I'm like I mean, I guess it is a drive. But it really, like, it sets you. Because it sets off your whole, you know, imagery of where you are.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, for leading – Like, okay, so I feel like leading a team of people has to be pretty, like, difficult. How, like, what are your best tips for leading people, like, leading a team, communicating? I think they're different
2: stages. I think I've, you know, I started a company with three partners. I went from three to five to 10 to 15 to 20 to 25 to 60. Those are all very different uh, companies. I think one of the lessons that I learned really quickly with hello giggles because of my camp counselor personality is that as a leader there is a separation with your team there's a connective tissue obviously of it but like you're not really if you're if you're one of my employees and you're crying in the day, like you're not really looking for your boss to come there and hold your hand and hug you. You're asking your boss to be, to notice that, that and say, Hey, do you want to go out and get a coffee with one of your coworkers and come back in and out? Like you want to give people the space to feel where they are. Like your responsibility is you hold the space for other people to figure out where they're at. You're not their mom, you know? Yeah. And I think that's like, was really cool for me to realize is like, I could be as generous, with my warmth in my separation, you know, as I could in my, because I would probably would before would have a tendency to try to f- problem solve and fix. And that's distracting to the business, you know?
1: Yeah. Okay. Number one quality that you would refer for someone as like a business partner and then as someone that you would hire. Business
2: partner, innovation and reliability and some, and a skill set I don't have. You know, whether yeah. it's like an aesthetic eye or some sort of logistical thing. That's usually what I like in a partner. An employee, just a passion, curiosity. Cause I think that and a willingness to to not be boxed into anything of it. All my best employees and all my best like life experiences have been in situations where I was hired as one thing, but I was open to having a million other responsibilities. And that's great. You know, like I'd be the CEO taking out the trash, but, like, I also want one of my employees to feel like they can speak up in a marketing meeting. Like, there's just, like, a level of passion and curiosity that translates to a great employee.
1: Yeah, I love that. As you... Like, you'd be a great partner. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, as you, like, end, like, as you're, like, ending, like, the hills and, like, selling Hello Giggles and stuff, like, what did that feel like after? There's, like, a grief part
2: of it. I, I don't think I'll feel that same way in the next company, but sort of how I was saying to you in the beginning when you asked me to do my bio, I was like, for so long, and I think it was my 20s and my 30s, and I'm still in my 30s, but I'm so excited to be 40 that I'm like rushing myself to it, (laughs) but that I identified myself with work for so long. So then when you would ask me like, what I'm, who am I? What am I doing? I'd be like, I produce the hills or I have hello giggles. And so those endings of those chapters, even though they were super successful for me, I was really not able to hold on to the success of it because I was so focused on like, well, then who am I now? Whereas now, like whatever I do next is like my career. It's not like my personality, yeah. You know? And, and that's, you know, that's really interesting. of it. But there's a grief process. Like people don't talk about what it's like to sell your company because you sort of lose that drive that got you there because it's owned by someone else and you have the great benefit and you can buy a house, and you can do all that, but you don't you're saying goodbye to a part of your life. Like, I love Hello Giggles. I have no access to Hello Giggles. If you want – there's editors, obviously, that still work there and are in contact with me. But it's changed so much. You know, that's weird for me, you know? Yeah. But I'm so proud of it still. I would never change it. It's just – it's, it exists beyond me and I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah, that's kind of crazy.
2: It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had this great, amazing thing that happened to me this year with my dad, and he had this like surgery, and Kim Kardashian got set up and like helped me do this. And I was like, oh, I like it, which had been so easy for me before being like, oh, Hell Giggle should write about this. And I was like, who is the editor
1: now that I can contact?
2: You know, that was just like a strange thing, but I, they were still so excited once I did, you know? Yeah,
1: that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm reading this book called To Hell with the Hustle. It's so good. But it talks – Jefferson Bethke. It's really good. Okay. The first, like, few chapters – I'm not done with it, but it's – I've been looking forward to this book for forever. He talks about – yeah, right. It's really good. He talks about how it's so, like, now how the landscape of just careers and working has changed and how – before like there was definitely a separation between like who you are and what you did like you had a job and you had a career but you were also like your own person outside of that and now it's kind of like morphed together which I don't think is necessarily healthy but I also think like you learn from that and you there's probably a lot of amazing liberation in that too because if
2: you are your brand and you get to do that I mean not everyone gets to do that but it's probably if we look back in history a Pro rather than a con, but I think that means that people have to take a lot more inventory on yes. where they're at, like per in their personal. You exactly know, if that's the case
1: of it. Exactly, and then it's like like I had this big issue for so long. I mean, I've gotten this is why I'm so passionate about this stuff because I've like gotten so much better about it. But it wasn't that I was ever like finding. I was never finding like my worth in can deals with numbers on a screen or like yeah. a follower count, but it was like how hard I could work. And then that leads to like burnout and all those like stupid yeah. things. And it's what also do you think just about the no boring. Likes now. I think it's fine. Like I don't really I mean, I just don't know what that's going to do like business-wise, so that's the only thing I'm like I don't know. I guess is
2: the idea of it doing that, that then that means they buy more ads on from Instagram.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to take from us and go. I don't really know what's going to happen. I, I'm not really someone who has ever found my worth in, like, Instagram likes. Yeah. So it's not something that's necessarily, like, Same. bothers me. Yeah. But I think it's good for, like, the 13-year-olds who have only grown up in that, and they only know that. Yeah. So they see that. Like, I understand how that's an issue. but They're I, on TikTok, so they don't really. Yeah, that's so true. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But I also think it's, like, important to not find your worth in Instagram likes, too. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, no, like, you I s- can never argue that as a pro. Yeah. So, like, I think it's a good thing. I, I honestly just don't really care. Yeah. But I think as far as, like, the ads, that could potentially be, yeah, like, yeah I just my Yeah, yeah. I actually know how it was
2: going to work, so I was curious.
1: Yeah, so apparently you can see them, but... So you could you could probably give that to your... Yeah, which I already have to do that for, like, Instagram story views and stuff. So I'm, like, I'm wondering if it's just going to end up being that or how that's going to mm-hmm. work. It'll be interesting to see. I think it's fine. I just don't... Like, that's not something that I necessarily, like... Has ever bothered me. Yeah. And that's well, are lucky. Yeah. I don't know how. You're probably
2: a few years difference of it being that case.
1: Well, majority, a lot of my friends around me, though, like that was something, not really my close friends, but I know that that is an issue, even that's, with like. Yeah. It's definitely your generation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I feel like for me, it was so much more of like, do this, do that, do this, whatever. And then I was like way too involved in what I was doing in the sense of like, when I was like wait a second if I'm not like I don't like it got to the point where like even with like YouTube videos I was like I don't even know what to post because like I only post for YouTube like what do I like what am I interested in
2: have you ever not posted for a while and then it like makes you be like what do I have to post like it really takes out the steam if you miss a few yeah days or weeks you're just like how do you I'm sort of in that phase right now is like I'll get excited because I'll be somewhere and be excited to post and then when I don't post for a few days I'm like is it really pose worthy like Mm -hmm. gotta ask yourself like who are you posing for? Yeah. And then I feel so much pressure. Like I really get sent such amazing, nice things. And then I feel so much pressure to post it. And then I'm like, but like, it's a deodorant. Like, why Mm -hmm. do I have to do that? You know? And, and, And then it just, it's, it's a very fine line from being supportive and being exploitive, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I agree. It's so, it's just like a weird like thing. And I think also like, all of this is so new, which is, like, really cool. Like, it's still very relatively new. And, like, it's also great because I'm like, I don't really know what I want to do 10 years from now, but, like, the job that I'm doing now didn't exist 10 years ago, so I feel pretty confident. But it's just, it's cool how everything's changing, but I think, like, like, thought processes and thinking patterns and, like, ways that you have to go about things, it's just, it's so different than it, like, this is a different job and then it's also so different than, like, how things have just worked in the past and, like, what's, like, glamorized. Like, you see people, like, glamorized being so like overly busy to where they like don't have time to breathe and kind of stuff and it's like there's times i think that's in a cool way i think that's
2: like fading no yes it is. people are over i hate to say the word because they they did really make an empire but girl boss yeah culture but i i believe in i'm sure the girl boss brand itself is not yeah but i'm saying that culture is is a little bit fading
1: yeah, and people are kind of over it. So, I mean, I love Girl Boss as a whole, of like what Girl Boss. Yeah, Girlboss. of course. And I think yeah. Girl Boss actually like agrees with what we're saying. Yeah. But it's just like I feel like things have just gotten I lost in translation. It's probably people. Yes, people's yeah.
2: translation of Girl Boss outside of Girl Boss has almost stressed people out.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for coming Thank on. Thank you for having me. I want to
2: now. I, now I know. Here are the things I want to do with you. Okay. I want to do hot yoga. Perfect. I want to go to a baby-to-baby volunteer day with you. and Clippers. Oh, Clippers. Yeah. I'm so down for that. Okay, great. I mean, it's going to, like, kind of blow your mind how okay, perfect. excited you're going to be. But I'm so happy you <gasps> like the city, and I'm so happy you moved here, and thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for coming on. Where can they find you? You can find me, I'll just Instagram, at okay. Fifi. I'll have it in the yeah. description. Thank you so much. You should start a podcast. I will. I think I will. You think okay. you sold me. Perfect. Thank you. Right, thank you.